The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we'll talk to Hannah Shea, studying music. She gives us her testimony, what brought her to Nashville to study and pursue this, this dream of music, and what she's doing today as a Christian contemporary artist. I was spending time with a specific friend, and he was just opening up to me and saying, you know, like, I, I don't really know where I'm going. Like, I'm, I'm just going to work every single day, and I'm constantly in this cycle, but I just don't see myself, like, ever getting out of it. And it's just, like, it's not fulfilling, and I, and I don't know what to do, and, and I just remember thinking like no like the lord is good and like he will bring you bring you out of that and i think that day i just went in and and started writing a song i really just felt like i wanted him to know hope and i didn't know how else to communicate that other than to like write a song of hope next this program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. My name is Zach Jansen. Welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, the show for young adults. We're joined each week as we are by Father Javon, the chaplain at University Catholic here in Nashville, doing a lot for the diocese. This week we're joined by Miss Hannah Shea, a college student here in Nashville, Tennessee, at Trevecca University, I believe, and doing a lot of great uh, Christian and worship music, uh, very talented singer-songwriter. So it's great to mention that, that music field in the world of young adults. So Hannah... Thank you for being on the show yeah, today. Thank you so much, Jack, for um, having me. It's a pleasure having you here. Father told us a lot of great things as far as the connection with, with UCAT. We've had a lot of your, your classmates on here and, and friends from Belmont mm-hmm. and, and Vanderbilt, and the Focus Missionary. So thanks for lugging your guitar up here. I know that, <laughs> that feeling too. If you would please just give us a little bit of background for those who don't know who you are. Yeah, so my name is Hannah Shea. Um, I'm a junior at Trevecca Nazarene University, which is kind of near downtown um, in Nashville. And I'm originally from Clearwater, Florida, and yeah. So what was your growing up like for you? What, what, what inspired you to choose that, that music path in your life? Wow, so growing up, music was just like constantly surrounding me. Um, both of my parents were music majors in college, and they also played contemporary music through music ministry at Mass um, in my church growing up. And so it was just something that was always surrounding me. I grew up and played piano a little bit, like sang a little bit, and then eventually played clarinet through like middle school and high school, did like a little bit of marching band. But as far as like playing guitar and piano and songwriting and all of that, it didn't really start until my junior year of high school. Yeah. So the opportunity for college comes up and was Nashville a clear choice for something, a new start to, to find that, that music path or what, yeah, what brought absolutely. you here? I think that I knew... I wanted to do commercial music and kind of study in that contemporary style and also just study like Christian worship. Um, And I had opportunities for sure. I think I auditioned for like eight different schools to go to school in Florida, 
but it was kind of a drawing factor. Just I had kept hearing people talk about Nashville as Music City. And in Florida, like I could have gone to school there, but the idea of being surrounded by all of the musicians and the community of like contemporary writers that were in Nashville was a really strong pull for me. And I have to ask too, if it ever gets difficult, because I was in your shoes too, doing studying commercial music mm-hmm. here in Nashville, and it, it's it's great to, to study what you love as opposed to going to those four years and and being miserable through it. But it it is hard to explain sometimes, especially to family members. Family reunions are difficult when they say uh, the golden question, "What are you going to do?" <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is true. What is any major going to do? Mm-hmm. But was it ever difficult? Or did you always fight through and say, "This is this is what I love," whether someone understands it or not. Was your family supporting of you and your friends? Yeah, my family was definitely supporting, but it was absolutely difficult. Everyone asks that question. What do you want to do after graduation? And I think in high school, I I knew two things. I mean, I went through a long period in high school of just having no idea what I was supposed to do. I actually almost studied marine biology and stayed in Florida. And I loved the ocean and that's what I wanted to do. Um, But it was definitely a hard decision. But... I knew th- two things. I knew that I loved music and I loved my faith. And I wanted to do something that would incorporate both of those things. Um, and I looked around me and I would see Catholic female singer-songwriters making a living, you know, writing worship music and, and leading worship. But my parents being in music ministry, it was something that they always said was like, you're never going to make a living doing music ministry. Um, they they played on Sundays and they, you know, got that $100 from the Sunday gig, but that wasn't going to support, you know, the whole entire family. And so I looked around and I said, OK, but the people that are making a living doing it, how are they doing that? And um, and that was a big, definitely a big inspiration for me. And so when people ask me, you know, what are you going to do after graduation? Like the goal is be a singer songwriter travel and play youth camps, um, you know, make make an income in that way, and then also, like, serve locally in the church. But It's good that you have that goal in mind, a, a reason for waking up in the morning and saying, this is what I love to do. Yeah. I'm going to pursue it with, with all that I can. And it's interesting seeing, especially in the church, too, in, in that that uh, college campus environment, just the beauty of, of music and the beauty of, of, of worship, too, as far mm-hmm. as with the congregation, but even outside of it in, in moments like adoration. Uh, how do you see that as, the, as their pastor, father, in a way of, uh, there's those times of adoration, especially probably in the in that university Catholic chapel or, or in the cathedral itself. Just the beauty of having that that music playing throughout the, the sanctuary is it a real testimony to the faith? It is, and I think the biggest thing is for me is like I really want what musicians they are pl- not only playing but praying as they play. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not about just know the right notes or it's about and that's a, do you pray when you play. And that's the thing, you know, that's the thing. Hannah and Danny Hack, they were uh, leading us in, in the music for Awakening a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, yeah, it kind of, you know, and if, if Hannah is, I was like, you know what you're doing. You know, it is not just like the technical part. It is not just the music part, but it's knowing who is there. You know, like we pray in adoration. You realize that Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. And by realizing that you are worshiping with you know you are helping us to pray with you i know what you mean because you you can you can hear a difference when someone goes through the motions when they're showing up and they're just in it unfortunately sometimes even for the money but how how do you make it a a prayer hannah when you're when you're playing is it just a matter of taking a deep breath and being prepared and, and thinking why you're doing what you're doing yeah i i just think that you can't not be in front of jesus and and like in a way um 
Like, wh- why would you be in front of Jesus and, like, perform? I think that with worship, I mean, worship was always a draw for me because I didn't have to be perfect. And I think in the music world, there's this thing of go in the practice room 20 hours a day and, like, you know, work your butt off and sound and sound perfect. And it was something where worship I could never rehearse. Like, it was just always free. And so even when I play camps and, you know, kids are like, are you nervous? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? And I'm like, not really, because I know who I'm singing no, I'm to. A, I'm a professional. I, <laughs> I don't get nervous. But, I feel, you know, if I had to perform, I would be so nervous. But, like, when I'm, when I, especially in front of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not singing to anybody else other than him, and it's my prayers directly to the Father, and, like, he appreciates everything that I am. And so, like, it's just, yeah, it, it, my worship becomes that conversation with God, even outside of the song. And yeah. I, I think you can see that visually, too, uh, for those for those listening. Hannah has a lot of great music on YouTube, I believe, which you can find just by typing in Hannah Shea mm-hmm. music and a lot of great visuals with, with the Magnificat and all the beautiful prayers in that chapel there, but you can really see why you're doing it for a reason, just to spread such a beautiful message and just reading how it impacts people's lives. And, and as beautiful as, as life seems sometimes, it, it does get rough and difficult, even seeing as you're coming in here now, going so fast, saying, <laughs> this is my finals week in, in college. I'm yeah. running over here to do a, a radio show that I'm going to babysit after this. <laughs> so when, when I don't, does life just get tough sometimes or too much? And how do you, how do you deal with it, with, with the struggles of life? Yeah, I think life can get very fast paced, especially this semester. A lot of times I try to go into the semester really intentionally planning out to have a balance. Um, but sometimes there's just things you can't plan for. And so I think in the midst of that, for me, it's just taking time to, to slow down and to pray, um, to remember that, you know, like I'm not the reason and I'm not going to be able to make everything that I'm doing perfect. But if I like offer everything up to the Lord, that like my day and my life and all the busyness can be worshiped too. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I asked Hannah why she wasn't on the, on our Sunday choir. Hmm. And then she said, well, they practice during Holy Hour. And for me, Holy Hour on Sunday, on Sunday is sacred. Wow. I like, <laughs> I like that girl. You know, like, <laughs> like, what it is. It's like, it's not about... That would be a great opportunity to perform. It would be a great opportunity to be there with, you know. I was like, no, no, no. What is my priority? Mm. Is my prayer. Mm. So I will emphasize the prayer. And so I was like, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's amazing. It seems to be the testimony of, of just all of the vendor, the university Catholic mm-hmm. kids that have come here in their early 20s and even afterwards, the, the missionaries that are coming in. Is that that time that they spend in prayer that, that really makes a difference? A lot of them are spending a holy hour before they even walk in these doors and are, you see the, you see the fruits of that. Mm-hmm. But how is that just changing their lives, Father? And that, and that Versace house, I'm guessing that's where a lot of it happens, just the availability. Yeah, and I, and I think that I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago, you know, we have two holy hours at Versace, you know, at University of We have the 10 a.m. holy hour. That is the missionaries holy hour it's our time to spend with jesus you know and we have the 4 30 holy hour the 4 30 holy hour i see is a missionary holy hour that's when you invite your friend that's when you're like hey this person that i just met in campus is like come here and it's kind of like almost like the i don't know if i'm saying a heresy or not but you know like a work holy hour because you're there not yes you're there because of jesus but you bringing other people with you but you the Second one only exists because of the first one. You know, the first one that you're there and you be with Jesus and you have that prayer time. You know, it's that time where I'm praying. You know, everybody in the staff is praying. 
Mm. You know, on the second holy hour, I'm working, so to speak. I'm hearing confessions. You know, I'm talking to people. But I need the 10 o'clock one so I can do the 431. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible just hearing the, the testimony of, of this, the, the faith that's alive. We talked last week <laughs> what even makes a, a practicing Catholic, but that's it, it sounds like that's what it is. It's just having your soul on fire, that, that you want to be there, even when, when you don't want to sometimes, um, which, which really inspires just the path of life. And here you are, Hannah, finishing, is it your junior year of college? Yeah, my year. And I, I'm assuming you don't worry too much about the future at all, but wh- where do you see yourself moving forward? Do you see yourself staying in Tennessee? Or do you, do you just kind of take it one day at a time? I, I definitely do take it one day at a time. Yeah. I think that if, yeah, anybody that knows me knows that, like, they'll ask me, what are you doing on Friday? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow until I, like, look at my schedule and, and see. Um, but I just know that throughout my life that the Lord has 100% swung doors wide open when I needed them opened. Um, and intentionally placed so many different specific opportunities that I could never have dreamed of like in my life along the way and a lot of people ask me you know what are you going to do like when you graduate it's coming up really fast and I just always as may be as cliche as it is say like I don't know but I know the Lord will definitely show me and lead me and so I think part of me you know would love to stay in Tennessee I've also thought about just different things like net ministries and and traveling around um doing you know more mission work type of stuff um but yeah. yeah you're right it's amazing how those doors open for you right when you need it and i think with with making either, even daily decisions or, or the, the big life ones mm-hmm. and it's funny it's, sometimes you can over spiritualize it like before making a, a college choice or maybe where you might go after sure. this you're waiting for like a sign like all right if this bird appears on the windowsill that's probably god mm-hmm. telling me to go and sometimes but the beauty of it you had that just the, the facade house is the example I'm using, but when you just, like you said, when you take it to prayer mm-hmm. and just, and just meditate on it, you're probably not going to get an angel coming down and telling right, you, but right. you're going to have the, the peace in your yeah, heart absolutely. of saying what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a sign in my office that says, if you're looking for a sign, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed doing, reading a little bit about your work um, on, online with YouTube and what you're, what you're putting out. Uh, on the streaming platforms, but uh, you had a beautiful a bl- blog written as well, a kind of a reason why you're writing your inspiration. If you'd like to talk a little bit about that, I know this song you might play a little later on in our show, mm-hmm. but I'm just making it through life one day at a time when it gets monotonous, yeah. when you get stuck in the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. Could you speak a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, so I believe what you're talking about is a song um, that I wrote titled To The End, yeah. and I I wrote it a couple maybe a year or two ago when I went home for um, a break for like a, a Christmas break or or Thanksgiving break but I just remember going home and and really that's always time to reconnect with with friends and family that that I haven't seen in a long time and um, I was spending time with a specific friend and he was just opening up to me and saying you know like I I don't really know where I'm going like I'm, I'm just going to work every single day and I'm constantly in this cycle um, of trying really hard to like support my family and and do all these things but I just don't see myself like ever getting out of it and it's just like it's not fulfilling and I and I don't know what to do and um and I just remember thinking like no like the Lord is good and like he will bring you bring you out of that and and bring you fulfillment um and so I I think that day I just went in and and started writing a song I really just felt like I wanted him to know hope and I didn't know how else to communicate that other than to like write a song of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
yeah, I was I was writing this song to the end, and it's just about, you know, Jesus will bring us through these hard times and carry us all the way to the end of them. And as I started writing it, I realized this isn't just a song for this one kid. Like, this is a song for my aunt who's, whose son is being really rebellious, and she just can't understand, like, when is he ever going to change? And this is a song for, honestly, this was pre-COVID, and I released it on January, in January of 2020. And little did I know that, like, that this would be a song for the year, like, for everyone. That would speak of, like, the Lord is going to bring us to the end of this hard time. That's um, truly, yeah, divine inspiration. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it's amazing how you have that topic. I think that just strikes me so much, like, in your, here we are in our 20s, but even just experience those those times of dryness where we're thinking, mm-hmm. I'm stuck in the rut right now, and I don't, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. I feel mm-hmm. like that happens in all stages of life, whether where we are right now or when we get a little bit older in our 30s or mm-hmm. a de- decade or two from now, we're with a family and a state and thinking, we've been doing the same things every day. Yeah. How can we how can we refresh things? Right. And then thinking through that in the human element, but also in the spiritual form, Father, I'm curious your thoughts. How do we work through those times of, of even spiritual dryness where we think I'm just doing the same thing over again? Uh, how can I make it make it new for me to like just kind of rekindle that fire? Yeah, it was funny. I was Yesterday, there's what I preach about, you know, the whole... A lot of times you think that our desires are wrong. You know, like, oh, I have a desire for that. Well, desires, our desires needs to be purified. Mm. But if you don't have a desire, you're dead. <laughs> you have to need desires, you know, to live. You mm. need to, you know, if you don't have any desires, you, you, you're already dead. Wow. But then those desires have to be purified by the Lord. And the goal is that my desires are God's desires that my desires are the same one of God. And then that's, you know, what unity and, and that's what we're looking for. So we have to, yeah, our desires are good. Whatever, whatever desire is good or it can be good when they are the same desires of the Lord. I think it's wild that you mentioned that because that's what we were hinting at last week. We talked about kind of falling away from Catholicism and mm-hmm. what sometimes what we're looking for, even when we come back or just from a a time away from our faith is that we're we're looking. We have a desire for some to fill our hearts, but we're, sometimes we're filling it in the wrong place. I believe was it the book you quoted on? Is it Newman? I, I can't. I can't remember exactly. Uh, yeah, saying, how, how we're, we're searching for it in places like maybe, maybe like yoga or just wh- whatever it may <laughs> be. Uh, but there's there's something like more true. It's that time in the chapel. It's daily mass. If you, it's 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 living the sacraments. I guess as you can say. Yeah, it's funny because it's like the Catholic Church is around for two thousand years. There is a reason there. There's no other institution that has been around for so long. The church has stuff to teach us and to show you know what it is and how it is for us to pursue and to keep going. Does it inspire you, Hannah, in a way just just to kind of live out the sacraments as far as being present? In mass, and even in those times of adoration as well. But I'm thinking like this is this is why I'm a young adult. This is my my reason to wake up in the morning is 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 the faith. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, it it shapes everything that I that I do, and you know, the Lord first put the call in my heart to to do music, and I would have no idea how to lead worship or how to do anything, how to be His servant if I didn't go to the source and, and ask Him. You know, like. How do I do this, God? Like, teach yeah. me, teach me what to do. So, for sure, that's a beautiful part of life. Sometimes we say yes to things, even when we don't know uh, how to do mm-hmm. it. And so, I'm happy you you brought your guitar with you today. If you feel comfortable, I'd love to hear uh, the music that we that we've been talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of hear the testimony. We have our guest Hannah Shea, a student at Trevecca 
Nazarene University here in Nashville, a, a Christian contemporary artist performing her original song, To The End.
Shay with her original song to the end, a music student at Trevecca Nazarene University. Great, beautiful singing and playing, Hannah. Great job. Thank you. Um, but it's a pleasure having you on the show today to share your testimony of why you're here in Nashville, why you're doing what you're doing, why you're writing such beautiful music, um, spreading the faith, and just truly living it out each day and sharing your testimony. So, Hannah, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you to Father Javon for all of his insight as well and all he does at University Catholic. And thank you to everyone in our listening audience as we're broadcasting here in Music City um, to share that, that gift of worship. Um, as we mentioned earlier, that, that let it be a prayer um, truly in your hearts uh, to lift, lift up the music to God. And special thank you to Jim Chandler as well. Does a lot with our show, with recording and making it happen. Remember, you can find uh, our podcast wherever you get your, your, your podcast by searching Belonging for Young Catholic Adults. And one more time, Hannah, please let everyone know where you can find your music and your work. Yeah, so if you go on any streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, and you just look up Hannah Shea, you'll find it there as well as YouTube. All right, you heard it there best. Hannah Shea, a very talented artist here in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you again to our listening audience. We're filmed right here in the Oscar Romero studio here at the Catholic Pastoral Center in Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Zach Jansen. Thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm.